take another look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo, two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone needs to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connections. The Columbus Blue Jackets bounce back and defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs in game two of the home and home series and two of the three meetings. The next meeting is in April. But when will that happen in April? We'll find out on our show when we do our look ahead later on the show. Taking us in to begin our show is the Columbus Blue Jackets horn. As both teams were able to beat each other when they were on the road side and not the home side. I am your host, Thomas McGregor. And this is Toronto Maple Leafs and Columbus Blue Jackets Home and Home Series Edition post game. And it begins now after this quick drop and the Columbus Blue Jackets horn. We will begin the show. Let's get going. Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out All Over the Map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit HTTP colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com
Hello and welcome everyone to On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast studio, live from Mississauga, Ontario. Toronto Maple Leaf fans. I know you might be feeling the way I am feeling, so I'm going to try and bring a bear here and bring you the post-game show, bring you my reaction, as well as be respectful to our team that we face, the Blue Jackets. Not a good night for us. A good night last night, but not a good night for us tonight. As the Columbus Blue Jackets beat our Toronto Maple Leaf team in a close game. 4-3 is your final. In favor of the Blue Jackets. And this series is now even at one one apiece. One game to a side. How will it all shake up in the final meeting, which is in April? We don't know until that meeting gets played. That will be, I believe, back in Columbus, Ohio. But we will talk more about Columbus, Ohio, or Scotiabank Arena in just a few minutes. Let's look at our game summary and get things right out of the way, get that started. But before we do, let's have a look at what is around the league going on around the league tonight. The Pittsburgh Penguins are in action at 10 o'clock, and that game is going to get going very, very soon. But they aren't the only ones this time at 10 o'clock. Currently in progress, we have the Arizona Coyotes, who are now against the St. Louis Blues. And that's for in the third period, 18 minutes and 33 seconds in, is St. Louis Blues 3. Arizona Coyotes, two. After two periods of play, it is the New Jersey Devils, two. The Minnesota Wild, one. And they're on the power play as well. So to come tonight, we have the Los Angeles Kings. Taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins. And it's the battle between the Winnipeg Jets of Winnipeg and the Windy City Chicago Blackhawks. Ten thirty start time for the Penguins and Kings. 10 o'clock start time for the Blackhawks and Winnipeg Jets. Which it is now 10 o'clock. 
games that are finals as well as our game, which we're recapping right now. The Vancouver Canucks lost to the Red Wings by a score of five to two. With goals coming off of Martin, Pedersen, and Eubeliller, Larkin, Bergeron. No, not Petrie's bridge run. Larkin did it again with Detroit in the second period. The first period was all Detroit. Larkin in, gets both goals in the first period, opening the scoring, and then let another Detroit get a goal in the first period. It's nothing after one and this one was on a power play we didn't have Philip Haranek Haranek Philip Haranek at Two minutes and twenty-six seconds into the first, into the third period. Excuse me, third period. And Jonathan Bergeron, yes, not Bergeron, Bergeron, scores a power play goal at nine minutes and five seconds in. Detroit is up by four. They have four goals, and Vancouver has now two, which is what they finished with. The last man to score was actually. Jonathan Bergeron. As that was their fifth goal. Not their third, not their fourth, that was their fifth goal. It was 3-1 after two. Goals coming out of a fiery game in Buffalo. But to one side, as the Calgary Flames score a touchdown of goals, 7-2, to two, with goals coming off of Backlund, Gilbert, Nazem Kadri,
Tyler Copiela. Twice in the third period. And Dylan Duba. Duba. Excuse me. Your goals from the Buffalo Sabres start in the first period, but end in the first period as they could not get anything going in the second or third. And their goals are Tage Thompson and Casey Mitterstadt. Mitterstadt. Edmonton? Early? There was early games. Here are the scores. Edmonton beats the nation's capital 6-3. Who scored? Connor McDavid, Zach Hyman, Ryan McLeod. Connor McDavid was your first and only goal scorer for Edmonton in the first period. It remained 1-0 after 20. Zach Hyman, Ryan McLeod were your scorers for the Oilers. In the second period, Ottawa started scoring, though, and they started with Jake Sanders, Collage Giroux, the former Philadelphia Flyer, now Ottawa Senator, and Eric Baran and Storm. Brandon and Storms was your last Ottawa Senator goalie goal scorer for the Ottawa Senators. As that was all they would get, they would then be shut down by Jesse Pujabari. And Derek Ryan. Oh, excuse me. I missed one. Ryan Nugent Hopkins would get a goal. The Boston Bruins lose two to one. The Lightning lose three to or win three to one. They don't lose, they win three to one over the stars. Speaking of Pelagiru, the former team he was a part of also loses two to one in overtime against the Nashville Predators. The Montreal Canadiens were in action 
and they play the New York Islanders, beating the New York Islanders in a 3-4 final overtime matchup. Colorado and the Panthers. Early. Nah. Really? Yes, really. There were early games today, and the Colorado Avalanchers finished with a victory coming off a two point victory over the Florida Panthers. 5 3 was the score at the end of the game in regulation. The Rangers as well played at Carolina and they ended up beating the Hurricanes 6 to 2. Still lots more action to go as the night progresses. We have the Kings and Penguins in Los Angeles. We have the Blackhawks and Jets. Just starting the third period, as we were talking about the games, we have the New Jersey Devils and the Minnesota Wild. That game is 2-1. The Coyotes and Blues is 4-2. Right now, as it looks like, we have scores in the third period and who are those third periods we have Robert Thompson and Tali Rosen that is the scores right now all right let's look at our game in Toronto, Ontario. The recap is coming soon, but we're just doing our thing. We're going to start with our game stats here. And as we do that, here is the attendance record on Fortunate.ca. The game in Toronto, Ontario was brought to 18,893 people. Your referees were Brian Hoteramem, Kevin Pollock, Your linesmen were Kyle Flemington and Scott Cheery. Once again, the referees were Brian and Kevin. 
Kyle and Scott were your linesmen. The venue, Scotiabank Arena. The city, Toronto, Ontario. And now, let's look at the game stats here before bringing out our stars of the game, which have been revealed on Sportsnet website. But we're going to do things our way this time. We're going to do a little stars of the game. Instead of the three stars, we're going to do something called the stars of the game. So, it begins with the shots on goal here. We have the Columbus Blue Jackets with 40 shots this time. And the Toronto Maple Leafs with 29 shots on goal. So 40 shots on goal for the Columbus Blue Jackets, 29 shots on goal for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Speaking of 40s, let's talk about the hit category. The Columbus Blue Jackets hit the Leafs. 40 times tonight. The Toronto Maple Leafs hit the Columbus Blue Jackets 21 times tonight. We'll get to face-off circle in just a minute. But before we do, how many times did people go to the box? Let's look at the penalty minutes for the Toronto Maple Leafs and Columbus Blue Jackets. So, Columbus this time spent four minutes in the box. Toronto, 10 minutes in the box. This time, Toronto gave the puck away 18 times, and Columbus gave the puck away 8 times. Toronto took the puck away 14 times, Columbus took the puck away 6 times. Columbus blocked 15, Toronto blocked 19 shots. We'll get to the power play and the face-up circle in just a minute, but let's look at our penalty summary since we talked about the penalties to look at the power plays. So at 15.55, we have a two-minute minor for tripping on Justin Hall. Justin Wall, excuse me. 
William Nylander then goes to the box for two-minute roughing penalty in the second period. We have Dean Curry again, two minutes for roughing. We also have Michael Bunting going in two minutes for roughing. Then it's Johnny Hockey at 19 minutes and 46 seconds in the second period getting the call to the box. And he goes in for two minutes and the call is tripping. The third period penalty summary is all Toronto and the first Toronto to go to the box is John Tavares, two minutes and the call is hooking. The second Toronto Maple Leaf to hit the box in the third period was Michael Bunting again spending time in the box and this time his call was the same roughing those calls in the third period came at 3 minutes and 41 seconds and 6 minutes and 48 seconds. The calls in the second period came at 11 minutes and 40 seconds, 19 minutes and 13 seconds for both Bunting and Dean, and 19 minutes and 46 seconds for Johnny. The first period, 15 minutes in, 55 seconds in. All right. Let's take a breather and get a quick commercial break in before we reveal our stars of the game, including tonight's three stars. So when we continue, it's the three stars plus the scoring summary Then we head to hearing the coaches and the players if we have post game reactions. It is Columbus, it is Toronto, it is the home and home series. And the post-game part, plus the shake of the game, the dominant goalie performance, and the look ahead are coming your way. Stay with us, because there's more because there's more action on the post-game show coming up after a quick intermission break. We'll be back 
right after this. Looking for sports content on the Bills, Blue Jays, Raptors, Argos, and more? Check out Sports for Beginners with me, Scott McGregor, where we will break down all of the action. To learn more, please follow the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Time for the three stars of tonight's game. And here we go back to the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast studio with your host, Thomas McGregor. It continues here on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. Good evening to everyone here who is listening to On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. Home and home series post game show Columbus Blue Jackets and Toronto Maple Leafs. It is now time to reveal the three stars of tonight's game. But before we do that, let's look at some. Stars of the game. Some people who were the stars of the game. The GWG goes to Kent Johnson and he is Also a part of the three stars. No goaltenders tonight in the stars, but here are the stars of the game, in my opinion. We've got the dominant goalie performance for the goaltenders, so don't you worry about that. We'll talk about who had the most dominant performance in just a few minutes. We're going to start with Toronto. And to me, there was a little bit of effort I saw back with Mitch Marner. Uh, No goal this time, but still making sure that he had it in him to get plays. He finishes tonight with two assists, uh, plus minus three shots on goal, one hit. He was on the ice for about 28 minutes, 28 minutes and five seconds. He gave the puck away four times and took the puck away two times. Hmm. Interesting performance by Yumich Marner. You get my third star of the game. Let's look at it from Morgan Riley's performance. Minus one. Ooh, out. Six shots on goal. Better. One hit. Five blocks. 
He did not spend any time in the box, and neither did Mitch Marner. He was on the ice for 22 minutes and 17 seconds. Gave the puck away once, but did not take it away at all after that. You know, we talked about Alex Steves, and we heard him in the intro of our last post-game show when there was a TSM broadcast. This one was on Sportsnet, and it was part of Hockey Night in, in Canada. So credit to those guys who run it for Sportsnet. And credit to the radio broadcast for last night on their performance as well. But I'm gonna save Alex Steves for something else. I didn't he, he didn't stand out to me a little he didn't stand out to me as a star of the game. Maybe a three star, but not really a star of the game for me. But don't get me wrong, he had an interesting night, minus one, one shot on goal, one hit. Seven minutes and 15 seconds. Take the puck away twice. So two times. So that's got to count for something. But I'm going to give it to Mark Giordano as my number one star of the game. No assists, no goals, one plus minus point, three shots on goal, one hit, three blocks, 19 minutes and 12 seconds was how long he was on the ice for. He had one giveaway, did not take the puck away. So there are the stars of the game for the Colum the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now it's the Columbus Blue Jackets stars of the game. And I I have to give Elvis Moraskins Moraskins. I have to give Elvis Moraskins credit here. Three goals allowed, 26 saves, 29 shots. I mean, his save percentage was off the mark here. Played the full 60, 0.897% in save percentage. He gets my first star of the game. My second star of the game is a little tough here, but I'm going to go with Booney Jenner. Number 38. Who scored himself a goal. Congratulations to him. Got an assist, 
had nine total shots plus two plus minuses. Hit the Maple Leafs five straight times. Five straight times. And block two of the Maple Leafs shots. that we just covered in terms of their shot total. If I didn't know any better, I'd say I don't need to talk about his ice time. Let's just talk about his takeaways. He took the puck away from the leap once. Oh no, he didn't take his puck. He didn't take the puck away. He didn't even touch the puck or give or give it away. He just let his team do the job. So he finished with the ice time of 40 minutes and 39 seconds. No, stretch that 49 seconds. 23 minutes and 49 seconds. He gets my second star of the game. And Johnny Goudreau, yes, he's, he, he has my, Johnny Hockey has a star of the game for me. He didn't, he may not have scored a goal, but he did get an assist. He had two points. He had three shots on goal. Well, three points as shots on goal, and he had two plus minuses. He spent the box in the penalty box, two minutes, on the ice for 22 minutes and 35 seconds, and gave the puck away to Toronto at least two times, if the report is correct that I'm looking at, he gets my last star, my third star of the game. All right, enough gab about who got what. Let's look at the three stars, the reason we have that drop you just heard. So, who is the three star of today? Tonight. Well, you know that we gotta talk about Kent Johnson. He got my star of the game, and he actually is a star of the game. with a goal, an assist, a point, and of course, 13 minutes and 19 seconds. He is joined by Boney Jenner. Boney Jenner. One goal, one assist, two plus minus, 20, 
three minutes and 49 seconds. And joining these men on the three-star market is none other than Margie Kenko. Margie Kenko. I'll just say number 86, the right wing. Correll. One goal, one assist, two plus minus, 18 minutes and 44 seconds was the ice time. Those were your three stars from Columbus. And those were the three stars of the game. But what about three stars from Toronto? Who were the three stars of Toronto game? Bunting may have spent four minutes in the box, but he definitely gets one of my three stars. A goal, bam, done. You're my first star of the three stars in Toronto. Your ice time, 19 minutes and six seconds. Two giveaways, one takeaway. Three shots on net, three hits. That's all I need to see. I'm going to give my second of the three stars to William Nylander. We talked about William Nylander on the other post-game show last night. And you will be able to catch both shows hopefully tomorrow. You can listen to this one before you listen to last night. Or you can listen to last night and then this one. Hopefully it's not as long as we're going to think of making the show. This one is not going to be as long either. Moving right along, William Nylander is my second star of the game. And that's just a goal, a plus minus, Four shots on net, two penalty minutes, a block shot, 20, 19 minutes and 20 seconds, a takeaway, and no giveaway. Hold on, let me see if I got William. Let's see. 19 minutes and 20 seconds. Yeah, that 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 checks out. One one take one takeaway. 
And our last three star member joining William Nylander and Michael Bunting is Morgan Riley. Now, okay, he got a, he was minus one, but he got a goal. Okay, he had six shots on goal. He had one hit and five blocks on the ice for 22 minutes and 17 seconds. One giveaway, but no takeaway. That's okay. He gets my three stars. So there you have it. The Toronto Maple Leaf three stars are, from what I'm telling you, Michael Bunting, number one. William Nylander, number two. And number three, Morgan Riley. The three stars that were revealed include, in Columbus's case, are Boney Jenner, Kent Johnson, and Krill Marchenko. Boney Jenner, number one, Kent Johnson, number two, and Krill Marchenko, number three. All right, let's see if we've got any post-game reactions coming from the head coaches and Toronto Maple Leafs. The head coaches are who we're thinking of. And there is not any post game, any post game reactions at this time. So, what we're going to do is we're going to do our dominant goalie performance of the night reveal. And then hopefully by then, before we take a full break, we will have post-game reactions from the coaches and maybe some players. This is On the Ice and Behind the Benches, Home and Home Series, Maple Leafs, 
and Columbus Blue Jackets. Let's do a little check-in to tonight's action on the ice as we wait. for post-game reactions before we do our dominant goalie performance. We do have some updates here. The, blue, the Blues defeat the Coyotes in overtime. Five to six is the final. Six to five with the St. Louis Blues. The victors. We are underway in Winnipeg, and we are getting close to getting underway with the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Kings. 10.30 start time. It is 10.44. In the third Period, it looks like we need overtime for the New Jersey Devils and the Minnesota Wild as the period has ended. It was two to one Devils after 40, and now it is two two after. 60. What will the score be at the overtime period? We won't know until that game finishes. We're keeping we're keeping it locked in here on the post game show. Here comes our quick drop. And then we're bringing it to a commercial break. If we, and hopefully by the time we come back, it is a Post-game reaction with the players and the coaches kicking us off, followed by our shake of the game, and of course, our look ahead when we get close to ending the show. The look ahead is still to come. The Dominant goalie performance is next, and the shake of the game is coming up next. So after this quick drop, it is time to reveal who is the dominant goalie performance of the night. 
That is next. It's time for tonight's dominant goalie performance. Find out who that is on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast as we continue. And it is the dominant goalie performance of the game time reward in the show. It is the home and home series Columbus Blue Jacket Toronto Maple Leafs post-game show. I am your host, Thomas McGregor. Be sure to follow me on the Sports for Beginners podcast, his Facebook page, facebook.com slash sports for beginners podcast. And of course, you can find the podcasting plat- platform for On the Ice and Behind the Benches at facebook.com slash Thomas Sports Hockey 2023. So who gets the dominant goalie performance of tonight? Well, Tonight's dominant goalie performance of the night goes to you know they you know Toronto lost it, but I'm gonna give Joseph Wall. The dominant goalie performance of the game because I mean look at those saves there. He played 56 minutes. His save percentage was 0.900 percent. He had 40 shots taken to him, four of those goals, and 36 of them were saved. Absolute great performance by Joseph. Didn't go our way, but hey, in the end, it's just a game. I do feel like we should give some Credit to Marinsky's. Marinsky. So I do feel like we should give him some credit. Three goals allowed, 26 days, 29 shots, 897% save percentage, and the full 60. That's going to do it for the look ahead. We ran through that a little quicker. I think I probably should have slowed down there, but that is the dominant goalie performance. Before we have the quick drop to wrap up this segment, 
let's look at who was not eligible to compete in the game. For the Toronto Maple Leafs, not able to compete was Wayne Simmons, Connor Timmins, and Jordy Ben. Of course, Austin Matthews is still out until Chicago. The game that he was out was the call from Sheldon Keith. He seems to be moving in a best in the best way possible, but we'll hear more, I'm sure, from Sheldon Keith on that. Gavin B. Ruther and Lane Patterson were scratched from the Columbus Blue Jackets. All right, after this quick drop, I don't know about you, but I'm going to get myself ready for the look ahead, the shake of the game, and maybe, just maybe, some head coach reactions and some player reactions before we reveal our shake of the game and, of course, the look ahead. It is the post-game show, and after this drop, the commercial break continues to command. We'll be back with hopefully some post-game reactions, our shake of the game, and the look ahead. That was tonight. Dominant goalie performance. For more on tonight's dominant goalie performance, visit the links provided in the description below. Now back into the on the ice and behind the benches post game show. For more in the post game show. All right, we're back after this. Baseball is in full swing, and if you like collecting baseball cards, then you'll love making a collection of your favorite team's own bobbleheads. That's right, Major League Baseball now has the best team bobbleheads for you to collect from every single team. See how you can show your favorite team's pride by visiting your favorite team's stores or by ordering them online at MLBShop.com. But hurry, because once these deals are gone, they're gone. Second period, something sparked. What, what happened in that second? Well, I, I, I think we we simplified. We took care of the puck a whole lot better. And, you know, we, we got them on that three-quarter ice game where we were spending time in their zone. We were, we were peppering with some shots. You know, they had to ice it. They were, they were having to, to change when they were tired, and we were getting fresh legs out. So we've been caught in that spin cycle before in the second period. It was... Nice to be on the other side of it, but um, you know it was it was that was a really good rebound period after first. Top line seemed to spark the, the turnaround. How much of a difference did Carroll make playing with Boone and Johnny tonight? Yeah, no, I, I thought they had an excellent game. I mean, right from the start, they were, you know, even at first they they were fine. It was, uh, you know, and then they, they get the one, and you, you know, like most top lines, if they get on the offensive side of it, they start to feel it. And they were they they led the charges. Third period had the lead, lost the lead, got it back. Uh, that's 
a pretty uh, pretty solid thing to hang your hat on in a game like this in a building like this. What what sparked that particular play there? Well, I, I thought we were killing really well through the four and three, and, and the little play behind the net was the right play. We tried to chip it over a stick; it just went too far beyond, and then they execute. We know how dangerous they are in their power plays. So, great response. I mean, we end up getting through that period of shooting. I think fifty nine, uh, and just another solid period, you know, and. And you know they're going to push. They're in their building. They got the tying goal, but then we got the go-ahead goal. And and you know for those two periods to come in here and play the way we did, that was there was I wanted this win so bad for them. They they deserved it. They did. They you know would have been a real deflator to come out of here and not get that win. Uh, they laid it on the line, and it was a, a great team effort. How important is it to get contributions from younger players like Marchenko and Ken Johnson? Well, you know it, I'm not sure who you are. I have you before you from Toronto? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so it, we've had the rash of injuries, right? And yeah. so we've had to plug guys in, in, in these situations and, you know, sometimes are they ready or are they not? It was kind of, you know, when we're looking at nine or 10 guys out of your lineup, it's trial by fire. And and I think they've handled it really well. I think, you know, they've had their ups and downs, but you know, they're, they're pushing through a season and, and, and now they're, you know, they're elevating their games. Like even Ken, I didn't like him in the first. He had a couple of suspects, like some turnovers. So on the first goal, you know, late in the period, he does a spin around a backhand across the ice. I'm like, whoa, slow down, you know. <laughs> but but he, he he's so coachable and he knows. And then I thought the next few periods he was really good. You know, so Marchie's been a, one of these guys. You don't know him. He's just a, he's got a real effective personality. loves the game. Uh, he's a student of the game. He, he wants to He wants to get better. It doesn't work out. He's working at it next day of practice. So um, these two, these two guys, there's a bright future for for both of them. And, and so he, we need them. You know, we need them. The contributions where we're at and the injuries we've had, and and they've uh, they've ele elevated their play. Uh, this morning we were talking about how with all the injuries and the situation with this season, it's tough to kind of look and see bits and pieces of what might be the future and things like that. These last those last two periods, I man, I know it's a short small sample size, but could, could, you can kind of look and see a little bit there. There was young guys that were kind of leading the way there. Well, one way you can look at that. Yeah. And, and it's an opportunity to grow. You know, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a tough building. It's the top five team in the NHL. You know, they've been building for years. It's not like they just got themselves on the map. They've been coming for a while, this core that they had. So, you know, we got to slowly build here and, and it's, it's been tough sledding. With with the injuries and everything we've gone through, but you know, there's there's moments within these seasons that we can we can we can grow and not having the the best first that we wanted, and then responding with the second, responding with the third. There's so many times you come in with a good second, and then the third they take over again. You know, it happens all the time. Loved how we got scored on, or I shouldn't say, it. I don't love that we got scored on. I love how we responded after we got scored on. We came back and and we just stuck to the game plan and. And that's that's a great sign. And and those young guys were right in the middle of it. You did it in hockey night. Yeah. Talked about this one. Yeah. How special is that? Is that I mean, it's a regular yeah. season, but it's special. Yeah. You know what? Like, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you. It, I grew up in hockey night, Canada. That I lived on small town. I was in Armstrong, British Columbia, and and you know, we had the old antenna, and you know, I think we had three channels. I don't know what it was at the big box TV, and so excited for hockey night, Canada. That's that was fun. I was West a lot. I think we got a lot of Edmonton games. That was why I was a yeah, big Edmonton yeah. fan, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's it's special. I think those are the things uh, you, not to get nostalgic, but it sticks with you. Sure. You know, it, it means a lot to you as a, a Canadian-born guy, and, and 
it, it's fun. Like I told these guys this morning, I said, this is, these are games. These are fun. You can enjoy these and, and, you know, embrace these moments. It, it's a great experience. On that front, nice to see Boone come back to Ontario and have the kind of night he had on a night like tonight. Yeah, not surprised. I, I think Boone struggled last year and, you know, it wasn't his typical Boone night. And then, you know, he, what he put up nine shots and, you know, the way he played and, you know, his, he, he was a driver. You know, that's why he's our captain. Just he leads by example. When we talked about how important that second period was, almost as impressive was the way you battled it, keep the lead and regain the lead in the third. I wonder if you could just talk about the effort in the third as well. Yeah, it's a, a spot we want to get better at. And, um, you know, this year, going, going into the third with the lead, um, learning how to defend, and it was a gutsy win. Uh, they got one early, and, um, you know, we find one in the third, and then a lot of blocks, a lot of great efforts defensively in, in Elvis, and, um, you know, it got the job done. So that feels good when you win that one. Yeah, in the final three minutes, they pulled the goaltender three minutes to go. You didn't get it out of the zone very often, but I think you won every battle there to keep them from really getting a good look. Yeah, I mean, it's one of our focuses, too, is, um, you know, the battles. And those little plays on the wall, they're so big. And, um, you know, late in the game, they're, they're even bigger. So I um, don't think they were there as much as we wanted in the first. Uh, but it, it came in the second and third. Uh, we, we won a lot more battles. And, um, we, we get rewarded and have to talk more. Because the, I just talked to Gorilla about being elevated to play with you and Johnny, and he said it was easy playing with those guys. Just talk about the chemistry between you three tonight. Yeah, we, um, much like, you know, the team that was great, we couldn't get anything going. And yeah, you just try to simplify and, and, you know, really just work hard down there and try to get the puck back. And we, we got some things going from that. So, um, you know, he stepped right in, and um, obviously you can see what he brings. So, Dangerous player out there. He's always in the right spots, and, and he battles hard. So, yeah, great, great job by him. And finally, for me, Boone, uh, for an Ontario kid to come home and have the kind of game you had tonight and get a win in this building, is that special for you? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It's always uh, you know, special coming back here, and you know, it's it's the closest to my hometown. So there's always um, you know family and friends that are that are here, and uh, you know, hockey night in Canada. It's, um, you know, what we watched growing up. So I know all my buddies and, and friends and stuff are watching back home. So it's always uh, it's always fun to play here. And, uh, you always get up for a game. And, yeah. In a season like this, we do a lot of talking about growth and, and trying, to, trying to see what you guys are trying to build here. In that second and third period, I mean, is, is that kind of what we saw there? Is, is, is this team starting to come together a little bit, a little flash of, of what you guys can be down the stretch? Well, yeah, that's the thing. You, you got to be in these games to, to feel that. And, um, there's no doubt we felt it tonight where, you know, every little play mattered and, you know, we're you know, just grinding each shift and, um, you know, winning our battles and we get rewarded because of it. So, um, you know, I think that's contagious. We got to, we got to build on it. Um, you know, like you said, the, the first period wasn't there, but the gutsy, you know, win to come back like that. And, um, you know, we just, like I said, build on it and get ourselves in more of those situations. When things welcome back into the on the ice and behind the benches podcast. I am your host, Thomas McGregor. It is that time to bring this show to the midway mark. We are in for a surprise. It is time for the shake of the game. So after a drop of the shake of the game, we will begin. And 
when we are done with the shake of the game, since we don't have an outro to the shake of the game, letting us finish it, we'll let Columbus's reactions of players, since we already heard from Brad Barson, head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. We will let them, the rest of the players that we have to hear from, we have two players to hear from since we already heard from Booney Jenner. And we have Jensen Jensen plus the goaltender of the Columbus Blue Jackets to hear from. We do have some Toronto Maple Leafs post-game reactions, but we will get to them in mere moments. As it was just reported 15 minutes ago on their post-game show. Starting with the players first, and then Sheldon Keefe will wrap us up as the head coach. But before we can get to any of that, it's time to have some fun with the shake of the game. The shake of the game is presented by and inspired by Jake Gensel, number 59 of your Pittsburgh Penguins. Remember, Pittsburgh Penguins fans, every time he scores, you receive half off Jake the Shake at the Milkshake Factory at your local Pittsburgh Milkshake Factory dealers. Just mention this offer at checkout. Now, back to the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast studio. Here's your host, Thomas McGregor. And it is time for the shake of the game. Reminder that there are games in action. We have a one nothing lead in Winnipeg with Winnipeg on a five on three man advantage power play. And we have a score in Los Angeles. It is one nothing. Anderson Dolan gets the goal for the Los Angeles Kings. We had just finished our action in Minnesota as we needed a shootout. And Minnesota comes away with the victory, 3-2, your final score. A brief recap of the games that final before the Devils and Wild. The Avalanche beat the Panthers 5-3. The Rangers beat the Hurricanes 6-2. The Coyotes lost to the Blues, 
five in overtime. Boston lost two to one in Boston. Tampa Bay beat the Stars three to one. The Philadelphia Flyers lost to the Nashville Predators two to one. The Islanders lost to the Montreal Canadiens four to three. The Edmonton Oilers beat the Ottawa Senators six to three. The Flames beat the Buffalo Sabres and Paige Thompson seven to two. And a five to two victory for the Red Wings over the Vancouver Canucks. Now, let's have a look at who our shake of the games are going to this time around from the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Toronto Maple Leafs. We started with Columbus last time on last night's edition of the Home and Home series. And we're going to start with Toronto this time. So, my Shigata game for Toronto this time around goes to Mitch Marner, two assists, one plus minus, three shots on goal, one hit on the ice for 28 minutes and five seconds. Four giveaways, no, uh, Yes, four giveaways and two takeaways. Mitch Marner, 28 minutes and five seconds on the ice. One hit, three shots, one plus minus, and two assists. To Columbus we go. And tonight's shake of the game goes to March. Kenko, Margie Kenko, number 86, one goal, one assist, two plus minus, two shots on goal, 
no penalty minutes for him. No hit, no block. On the ice for about 18 minutes and 44 seconds, but that was all he would have. So that pretty much does the stick of the game segment. Now let's finish off our shake of the game with hearing from our final two Columbus Blue Jacket players. But before we do, that let's get Toronto up to speed here. Yeah, we didn't uh, actually. Our first player to hear from from Toronto's side is John Tavares. Our second player to hear from is Morgan Riley. And our Third player to hear from is Joseph Wall, followed by William Nylander, and then Sheldon Keith. John, kick us off. Yeah, we didn't uh, execute well, and uh, they started to generate some momentum. You can see the energy in life they started to build, and um, we didn't do a good job of uh, obviously uh, starting out and then obviously slowing it down and grabbing it back. So, um, you know, put ourselves in a tough spot. Explain that. Yeah, it's uh, a tough one. Um, you know, and, and, you know, at times, uh, you know, teams are going to push back and, you know, they're going to find some life and whatnot, but we have to find a way to uh, to grab it back, which you know we've done a, you know many points this season. Um, you know we came on got a got a uh, you know a big goal to tie the game, and obviously weren't able to build off that. So um, yeah, no doubt we have to uh, definitely look at uh, this one tonight and and uh, uh, understand just uh, um, where we have to be for 60 minutes, and um, you know maybe when a couple shifts uh, momentum goes the other way, how we uh, have to respond and grab it back. A little more winning during those first games. It's always disappointing, but no doubt, uh, you know, Joe gets his first opportunity and you want to uh, do a good job in front of him. So, um, yeah, it's uh, uh, all around, uh, you know, disappointing. Yeah, we, we you know, we, we have to, uh, whether things are going away or not, uh, we got to be smart and, and can't, uh, Give the opponent life. Yeah, I think uh, I think we had a good start. <clears throat> and then obviously period two. Again, I did. I mean, we just didn't play well enough. We didn't compete. They they outworked us, outchanced us. Uh, and obviously take over the game, and then you go for the third, and you're kind of chasing it. So you put yourself in a difficult situation. No, I think it's. I mean. It's just 
you know, about this group in between periods being ready to go out and, and, and play well to start the second. Um, you know, um, that's important for us. It's it's an area of focus to be good at the start of periods, all three. Um, and when you're not, that's what happens. How steady is growth and how you guys have been last pitching? Have you seen growth there? And I would say that they're tight. Well, I think it's just been an area of focus, obviously. I mean, we've talked about it in the past. Um, I mean, going back a while now, and and, and and truthfully, I thought we were really good in the first, and then, um, you know, it's just a, like a small lapse um, that ended up costing you. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of good players in this league on, on teams all over, up and down the standings, and if, if you don't play well and you don't play your structure and play hard and compete, um, they're going to make it. Yeah, I mean, I have I haven't looked at my at the standings or anything like that. So you know, we're not really taking that. I mean, in into consideration um, right now, we're just trying to play our best hockey win every single night. So you know, what they do is on them, and what we do is on us. We can control our effort, or compete, um, and and ultimately try to just win hockey. And so that's all. He's a, he's our standing. Um, he, he he's played great. You know, every time he's been up here, uh, he. He works hard. He's got a good attitude. Um, you know, a very bright future for him. That was a pretty awesome atmosphere to play in. Um, it's pretty special to be able to play in front of your home crowd. And um, unfortunate we didn't get the win for him, but uh, definitely an experience I'll, I'll remember. Yeah, uh, truthfully, it was just, you know, try to keep my mind right and, and do my job. And, um, Maybe could have grabbed another save for him in, in the second, but uh, I thought I did a good job second to my process, and I was really happy with with how we fought back in the third. And up until the final buzzer, I thought we were we were working hard to get it back. Uh, you know, it's yeah, it's uh, not really my job to determine that. Um, you know, I trust uh, the referees will make the right call, and uh, yeah, obviously I wish it didn't count, um, but it's, uh, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I felt uh, felt good a lot better than than last year coming in and playing for sure, a lot more comfortable. And um, yeah, I thought I trusted myself a lot more playing and then settled in. Um, I think we just uh, stopped playing the way we uh, did uh, in the beginning, where they weren't getting much, and then they started throwing pucks at the net and getting dirty ones, and they, we weren't able to to stop them from doing that. I just think I shot the puck, and then a couple seconds later, he tried to hit me, so I just uh, got a pissed off. Got him for, or probably both at the same time, but I mean, I didn't think he needed to hit me. Yeah, there. Yeah, I think we just. I mean, slowly let him off. I mean, I don't think we do anything intentional, but we just got to uh, fix that problem with our game. I mean, just got to keep uh, keep rolling and not take put out the gas. What happened in the second period specifically? Obviously, pretty things are pretty things. Never favorite players. Got to work till played. How do you explain that? You know, different team. Yeah, you guys talk to the players. I'm sure that you've asked them the same questions. It's I can't do the work for them. Joe's, 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 
It's not just Pierre, it's the whole line. Um, I, those guys in particular, I mean, those guys, to me, last night, those were, they were our best line. Uh, and they, they were, had, had good things happening tonight as well. But we need to be able to really consistently, like that line, that's what they do. They, they got to be competitive. They got to be great defensively. They got to be um, physical, all those kind of things. When all that slips, um, that's not acceptable. So. You know, that's uh, really as simple as that. Sheldon Keith, Tavares, Riley, the goaltender, and Nylander. Now that we have heard from the Toronto Maple Leaf side, we're going to hear from the Columbus Blue Jackets side to put a bow on our middle segment. It is Kenton Johnson with the floor. And Corral Marchenko sending us into a break. As we get ready for our look ahead segment. And then as we close out the show, we are beginning 
to bring you a check-in on the games in progress. And as it stands right now, our 10 o'clock game between the Blackhawks and Winnipeg Jets is in a score of Morrissey, Wheeler, and Shifley. who have the Winnipeg three goals, two of which, all of which, excuse me, are coming in the second period of action. In the first period, but wrapping up as we speak, it's two Nothing. Los Angeles with Anderson Dolan getting the first goal and Lafarao getting the goal. 17 minutes and 47 seconds into the period. Will the Penguins be able to come up with the victory? We'll probably know by the end of tomorrow. It is Super Bowl weekend tomorrow anyways. All right. Kenton Johnson. You have the floor. My friend, take us out with your Columbus Blue Jacket thoughts. It's changed. Uh, a lot of times that doesn't happen for this team. What happened tonight in that second period? Yeah, I think uh, everything was clicking. We ourselves in one of those situations. When things changed, uh, a lot of times that doesn't happen for this team. What happened tonight in that second period? Yeah, I think uh, everything was clicking. We were moving our feet well, making good passes. And um, yeah, just everything good, uh, great effort from there on. We saw Toronto really going back to last night and in the first period tonight, winning a lot of the puck battles and, and being aggressive to get in, in passing lanes and that type of stuff. You were able to overcome that in the second and third. Did anything change there in that area? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, probably working hard and, uh, the whole time. But, yeah, I mean, obviously sometimes you just win the battles. And, uh, yeah, it's good that we were able to do that. Third period, go in with the lead, lose it, come back, get the lead, and you win the hockey game. Mentality going into the third game. Yeah, I think uh, just try to not ride the roller coaster too much, just stay level-headed uh, when it goes our way, when it doesn't. So, uh, yeah, obviously great at work that night. Were you nervous at all when they reviewed that goal of yours? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but uh, that's the first time I had one of those for a goal. So I was a little nervous, but uh, great at work though. And how big is it like tonight for the young guys? You know, we keep talking a lot about how the young guys you know, are, are eventually going to kind of come together and start getting it here a little bit just just to have the success on this stage hockey night in canada that kind of stuff to, how, how much can you guys take from that yeah i mean it's definitely great it's fun uh obviously a big night and uh yeah i think we just keep going and keep going uh gain some confidence in that so yeah definitely huge are you and uh, silly starting to get some chemistry you feel like you develop more 
Yeah, I definitely think so. I think the last, you know, three, four games together, we've been good and a uh, nice week to kind of get on the sport tonight together. So I think, uh, yeah, hopefully we can keep going. Given the way uh, last night had gone, and obviously been a little while since you guys have scored a goal down to nothing after the first. Was anything said in the room after the first 20 minutes to sort of spark the group? Anybody? Uh, I mean, obviously, guys are talking. We got great leaders and obviously coaches in this room, but uh, nothing specifically I can really, really remember. Nice to see Marchie get an assist. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I was hoping he'd break the record, but no, it was good for him, uh, point to point, so I think he's happy. How much fun is that? I mean, you and him are both up there in the rookie scoring right now. Is that kind of fun to have another guy in the room to you know, kind of compete internally against a little bit? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think we're feel like I'm competing with him. Uh, obviously, rooting for him, and I, I think he is for me too, So, but it is great to have him. He's just a great kid and obviously a great player, so uh, yeah, it's fun to have him. Yeah. How much of a uh, how much how much did that energize your team or or, or give you guys a lift? Uh, yeah. So we have a second game after break. Uh, for us, we I think we feel better because first game is tough for everybody, and uh, now it's Canada uh, you know, Toronto you know, classic for the first time for me the, the string and uh, it's really cool. There's more legends for I know for say. Roof, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I more like home games, but this is good too. Yeah. I like it. It's uh, more energy for you know for for try with in Toronto. Yeah. In Toronto in home home ice or here. Yeah, it's perfect for us. How I much? like. It. So, how much did you know about Toronto in terms of its hockey history before you came in? Oh. I know, I, I don't know it's all history, but yeah, I just, I know, I look at on the roof and yeah. roof, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah and uh, just, I know this name, you know, yeah. all, all the names, I know it's, uh, well, for me, it's uh, really cool and wow, it's a great, uh, no country, just so cool for me, yeah. Which name stood out to you most that you recognize the group? Forget, I, I, I can't say it now so, because I can't say it. Uh, I got you. I yeah, got you. sorry. Uh, no, no, I, no. Just say Tim Hortons. Yeah. Uh, Gilmore, yes. Doug Gilmore, yes. It's a yeah, first Gilmore. name for yeah. yeah. so left. Yeah, you just have a quick time for like a while. You just yeah. just go, go game. Yeah. <laughs> Playing with um, Boone and uh, Johnny, just how much does that energize you? Do you like playing with those guys? Yeah, uh, it's very, very happy because the uh, coach is trust for me and. Uh, this guy stressed for me too, and uh, I have more time, more ice time today. It's, uh, I'm tired, but <laughs> it's uh, really, really good for me and good for future, you know, because I can uh, work with my website, you know, and just uh, I don't understand. I don't know what I like it. Uh, it's a good, good, good partners. Yes, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> but I try shoot. I try shoot when I have it, but doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy is looking at my my goal. Uh, I just skate. I, I don't move my legs. I just skate for for rebound and shoot on the open net. But Johnny and Boon make for me my goal. It's, it's perfect. I like it. This goal. Um, after Boon scored, uh, it was a bunch of young guys. Well, Crowley as well, but but like the rookie and young guys were doing a lot of big things. Right? They were scoring goals. How fun is that? To see yourself, Cylinder, Johnson, all the young guys contributing 
in big goal. Yeah, I'm very happy for my teammates, young guys. But okay, we don't talk about old guys. He's just help me every time, help help for for us every time. But just we talk about young guys. It's a cool because this guy is younger than me, Johnson and the yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think we we make uh, we all together make. I don't know if I said, but we will better if we we work together on the practice. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, I score, KJ one score two. You know, KJ yeah. score. It's a ginger assist. It's a, it's a great. Yeah, it's a great you, you guys are trying to build. Yeah, yeah. We, every guy like to try to. I don't know if I said, but yeah, I think yeah. you understand me. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll help you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. we'll play it up. Yeah, it's it, it's a cool because yeah, we more time work uh, work about. No, oh, sorry, we work uh, at the practice with these guys. Stay for us. Do you know? Yeah, right. you, you see. The post-game media is over. It is now that time to bring our final break into into precision. And taking us out is the Toronto Maple Leaf. Go horn. We will be back to wrap up the show after this. It is the home and home series of three meetings between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Post game edition. Your final score, Blue Jackets, four, Maple Leaf, three. Back with you. After this, it's the look ahead and our final thoughts. Our last check-in with the late game. And it's coming your way next. Stay with us.
has led us to this. Blue Jays Tigers. Blue Jays opening day at Rogers Center. Experience it Tuesday, April 11th at 7.07 p.m. First 15,000 fans receive a Blue Jays light up wristband. Blue Jays Tigers. Tuesday, April 11th at Rogers Center. For tickets, get your Tickets at bluejays.com slash tickets. The Toronto Blue Jays are back in Toronto sports action this February coming up. As spring training is around the corner. But for us... It is time to put a bow on this show. And the home and home Columbus Blue Jackets and Toronto Maple Leafs series until April. Let's start there, though. When is the final meeting? We know it's in April. And with the series tied at... One game apiece. It looks like Columbus is coming back here in Toronto, Ontario for the final matchup. It's a 7 p.m. puck drop time at Scotiabank Arena on April 4th. 2023. And with that, that kickstarts our look ahead. The final meeting is April the 4th, 2023, at 7 p.m. between these two teams. Let's have a look at what's to come before April 4th. Starting with, since we did this last time, we're gonna continue to do it. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs look ahead. And we kick things off with Wednesday night hockey action in Toronto, Ontario, featuring the Columbus. We already faced the Blue Jackets. It's the Chicago Blackhawks. And you can catch it on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 4K. Of course, Sportsnet Now. 
on Saturday the 18th, we talked about this last night. It's another Saturday night in Toronto as the Toronto Maple Leafs welcome in the Montreal Canadiens for East 7 p.m. Puck drop. Then the Windy City meets Toronto yet again, this time on the road. against the Blackhawks. And it's a 6 p.m. start instead of a 7 p.m. start on Sunday, 19th of February. Before a breather and a relaxation day on Monday, then we face the Buffalo Sabres in Buffalo at 7.30. Of course, I mentioned this last night. You can catch that on TSN. That is the next TSM broadcast against the Buffalo Sabres, which is February 21st, Tuesday night. On Friday, the 24th of February, we have a matchup between the Minnesota Wild in Toronto, Ontario, before making our way to Climate Pledge Arena to take on the Seattle Kraken at 7 p.m. on Sunday, the 26th of February. We move into March. To face it, the Edmonton Oilers at 8 p.m. on Wednesday night. On the 2nd of March, we head to Calgary for a 9 p.m. start time on the 2nd of March. Thursday night, we then go to Vancouver for Saturday night hockey at 7 p.m. in Vancouver before playing a 7 p.m. matchup in New Jersey on Tuesday the 7th of March. 
We're back on Saturday Night Hockey for 7 p.m. start against the Edmonton Oilers as just like we start, Mark, they come to Toronto, Ontario after we come to Edmonton to face them on their home soil. This time, instead of 8, though, it's a 7 p.m. start. The Buffalo Sabres come to town on Monday, the 13th of March. March break, I do believe, is coming at that time. And it's a 7.30 p.m. puck drop in Toronto. The Avalanche. The Avalanche come to Toronto on Wednesday night for a 7 p.m. puck drop. Then it's the return of the hurricane in Toronto for a 7 p.m. puck drop. On the 17th, Friday of March. We head to the nation's capital of Canada. And face the Ottawa Senators. For another battle of the Battle of Ontario. On to Long Island, New York we go, as we face the New York Islanders at 7.30 in Long Island on Tuesday, March 21st. We head to Florida on Thursday, the 23rd of March for a 7 p.m. puck drop. March 23rd, we head to Carolina for Saturday night action in Carolina at 7 p.m. on the 25th of March. The 26th of March follows the Nashville Predators. At 6 p.m. Eastern Time in Nashville. And then we're back home against the Florida Panthers two days after we arrive in Florida on Thursday, March 23rd, for a Wednesday night edition in Toronto. At 7.30 p.m. on the 29th of March. We move into April and cutting close 
to the matchup between the Blue Jackets and the Maple Leafs yet again. We start things off on April 1st with a matchup between the Ottawa Senators and the Toronto Maple Leafs for yet another battle of Ontario. The last battle of Ontario, I think. I'll have to check on that, and I'll probably do so when we get out of here. We meet the Detroit Red Wings on the 2nd of April for E7 p.m. puck drop. Just like we have a 7 p.m. puck drop against the Ottawa Senators, on home ice, we have a 7 o'clock p.m. puck drop between the Detroit Red Wings. And then it's the final match between the Columbus Blue Jackets and your Toronto Maple Leafs. At 7 p.m. Tuesday, March 4th. It's off to Boston after that on Thursday, the 6th of April. And the 4th of April is the Columbus Blue Jackets. April the 6th, though, we're at CD Garden. For a battle between the Bruins and the Leafs. Then it's off to Toronto, Ontario yet again for a matchup between the Montreal Canadiens at 7 p.m. on Saturday the 8th of April, we then have a road trip. And my goodness, we are at the end of the season. Our road trip, which is three games, are against the Florida Panthers, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the New York Rangers, and no surprise, the games, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, are at 7 p.m. on April 10th, 11th, and 13th. That is your look ahead for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's take a look at the Columbus Blue Jackets schedule leading into April as we've hit our last month of the season. We, we are within the second half. So it started with the doubleheader. The home and home series to be more specific. Toronto beats them 3-0 on home ice. Big deal. They win tonight. 4-3. Who is next 
Next up for the Columbus Blue Jackets, it's a 7.30 puck drop in Columbus as they face the New Jersey Devils. On the 14th of February, they have the night off Wednesday and then have a 7 p.m. Eastern time puck drop against the Winnipeg Jets. On Thursday night, Saturday night action in Dallas, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. On Saturday the 18th. And then it's off to Arizona for an 8.30 p.m. puck drop against the Arizona Coyotes. Thursday. Well, the 23rd at 7 p.m., it's the Minnesota Wild. The Edmonton Oilers at 12.30 noon on Saturday the 25th at 2 p.m. Start against the Minnesota Wild in Minnesota. A 7.30 start. against the Sabres of Buffalo. And that is part of a two-game homestand and a two-game road trip. Also featuring a two-game homestand between the Devils, the Jets, Dallas, and Arizona. Moving to March. They also face the Seattle Kraken, but that is March 3rd at 7 p.m. And the Kraken are coming from Climate Pledge Arena to Columbus, Ohio for a matchup between the Blue Jackets on March 3rd. The Ottawa Senators meet the Blue Jackets in Ottawa at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday the 4th of March. Then it's CPG Paints Arena time with the Pittsburgh Penguins. At 7.30, no, excuse me, 7 p.m. On Tuesday, Saturday the 11th of March, it's a 7 p.m. puck drop back at Columbus, Ohio. Between the St. Louis Blues Late night hockey coming your way after that with two 10-30 games each between the San Jose Sharks 
and the Los Angeles Kings on Tuesday and Thursday night, the 14th of March and 16th of March. But they ain't done yet. A 10 p.m. start after that against the Anaheim Ducks. And then a 4 in the afternoon start against the Vegas Golden Knights on Sunday the 19th. They finish their late games on Friday the 17th at 10 p.m. I believe. Tuesday the 21st of March, 24th, 25th, 28th, and 30th of March are 7 p.m. games, and those include a three-game road trip against the Boston Bruins, Rangers, and Montreal Canadiens. Tuesday the 21st is the last of the road games from the San Jose Sharks, LA Kings, Anaheim Ducks, Vegas Golden Knights, and they face Alexander Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. in Washington. On Friday the 24th, they're at home against Long Island, New York, the New York Islanders at 7 p.m. as well. Moving into April, they face the Ottawa Senators at home at 6 p.m. on the 2nd of April. The Panthers also are a part of a homestand for them in April as they play a 7 p.m. April 1st matchup between the Florida Panthers. Toronto meets Columbus one last time in April on March 4th at 7 p.m. The New Jersey Devils meet one last time on the 6th of April, Thursday night. A Saturday matchup between the Rangers before another road game at 7 p.m. is also played in Columbus, Ohio. And then at 7 p.m. on Tuesday the 11th, it's the Philadelphia Flyers playing host of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And then it's Pittsburgh, it's Crosby, it's Columbus, Ohio, versus Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on Thursday night at 7 p.m. 
on the 13th of April. The 14th of April proved to be a good one as they finished the season regular season wise with a 7 p.m. Eastern puck drop against the Buffalo Sabres on Friday. And that's it. That's the look ahead. I'm getting some updates here on my phone here. So let's check in with our games that are late. Let's check in. But that is the look ahead. And we are now in our final piece of the puzzle. It is now 16 minutes after midnight. Let's have a look at where the game is. We have in the third period, we have a what was 3 nothing, now 3 1. Lead 14 minutes and 20 seconds in the third period for the Blackhawks and Winnipeg Jets game. A goal from the Chicago Blackhawks coming off of Tyler Johnson, his sixth goal at two minutes and eight seconds into the third period. Josh Morrissey backhand starts the game scoring. Blake Wheeler gets the second goal. And Mark Shifley gets the third goal and only leading goal for the Winnipeg Jets. Second period action with the 10.30 game. And this is our final look into that game because we'll be done by the time this game probably concludes. It's 2-0 after 1. The Penguins are on the power play, though. And they trail by 4. Can they come back? We'll know probably by the end of the game. Right now, it stands Los Angeles Kings or nothing over the Penguins. With goals by Anderson Dolan, Laferol, Adrian Tempe, and Adrian Kempe again in the second. Kempe must be having a night to remember. I know one thing if I'm a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, though, you're not enjoying the game if you are staying up past. 11.30 at night. All right. <laughs> All right. 
time now to put a bow on this show. You have been listening to Columbus Blue Jackets and Toronto Maple Leafs hockey on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Thomas J. McGregor. That's Thomas J. McGregor on Twitter. Follow me on my Instagram at tm 0 underscore. Follow the Facebook page at facebook.com. Slash Thomas Sports Hockey 2023. And feel free to visit our neighboring podcast, the Sports for Beginners podcast, as well on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sports for Beginners podcast 87. Be sure to visit their website at sportsforbeginners0.wordpress.com Want to send both podcasts a voice message? Send a voice message to anchor.fm slash scott-mcgregor-sports for the Sports for Beginners. And if you want to send On the Ice and Behind the Benches a voice message, be sure to visit Anchor.fm slash Thomas McGregor Zero Time for a good night's rest for both teams. They're back at they're back at their action. I'm sure the Maple Leafs have got Wednesday night against Chicago. The Blue Jackets have got Tuesday night against the New Jersey Devils. Good luck to both teams. I'll be back with you next Tuesday for a daily episode of On the Ice and Behind the Benches. And I will be back with you on the Sports for Beginners podcast re-airing on On the Ice and Behind the Benches after its recording. 
to recap, Chicago versus Toronto. But until then, Toronto and Columbus fans, thank you so much for joining us. And you have been listening to Maple Leafs postgame, the home and home serious postgame edition of the podcast. Featuring the Blue Jackets and the Toronto Maple Leafs. That is our show. But remember on this podcast that nobody gets icing. And always remember that it is not goodbye. It is until next time. Check you guys later. And happy Super Bowl weekend to those of you who love football. Hello, everyone. I am Thomas Roy Gregor, and today I'm going to be talking about an amazing man by the name of Jerry Howard. When I was growing up, I had always loved to listen to the radio for music entertainment, but then one day... While we were driving home from a current event that my family had gone to go and watch, my dad turned the radio to what was called AM radio on the car. And as we were listening to a sports broadcast from Sports at 590 The Fan, it turned out to be the voice behind the sportscast was Jerry Howard, who at the time was alongside Tom Cheek, Tom Young, and now the host of Deep Left Field, Mike Wilner. And every night, they would do something called a Tip Top Taylor's Player of the Game, which eventually turned into a long-term program called Blue Jays Talk, or now known as Jays Talk. The very famous Jerry Howard had been with the Toronto Blue Jays since the iconic line from Tom Cheek back when Joe Carter was a part of the team hit a game-winning run that went something like this. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. And Jerry Howard would follow these iconic lines with a line like like so during the 2015 American wildcard game between the Blue Jays and the Texas Rangers going something like this. First pitch fly ball deep left field and there she goes and the blue jays are back in it with jose batista's iconic bat flip and we are back in the game blue jay fans but it didn't start out that way no see growing up jerry howard didn't start as a canadian broadcaster for the radio and become a part of the Toronto Blue Jays organization for over 36 years. 
since his last call was in 2018 with the Blue Jays. He started his calling baseball games, sports games, whatever the case was for broadcasting in America after graduating from education of St. Clair University. Jerry Howard is now retired and he is just over 76 years old with his family out in Edbrook after the 2018 final season call on the radio alongside the men I was just referring to, Tom Cheek, Tom Young, and of course, Mike Wilner, who is now the host of Deep Left Field. He is a happy man, and in an interview that I watched on YouTube, which is still available, check it out if you want, um, he said that he holds no regrets and thought he had a great career in baseball, both on the broadcast booth and off the broadcast booth from the radio. But one thing that I want to touch on before we close things out is he had this iconic line where he would address people as his friends, saying, Hello, friends. This is Jerry Howard, welcoming you to Blue Jays Baseball on the Sports Net Radio Network. Both these lines from both Tom Cheek and Jerry Howard himself, whether it was the calls of the Blue Jays games, have made a tremendous impact on me, as has all the other Blue Jay broadcasters on TV like Jamie Campbell. But Jerry Howard's Hello Friends will forever remain a part of my heart in my and my love for the Blue Jays as baseball legacy, as his baseball legacy continues. Well, friends, this is it, it's been fun talking about Jerry Howard, and I wish we could do more. But uh, we are running out of time here, so thanks for listening. And until next time, I'll see you later. Thanks for listening to Toronto Maple Leafs Hockey of the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show of On the Ice and Behind the Benches content. Or head to facebook.com slash commonsportshockey2023 for the latest updates on all of the hockey content for you to enjoy. Until then, Leaf Station, we'll see you next time.